Welcome to Co-op Mode, Round 99. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. You can always subscribe to all of our podcasts on our Secret Friends Unite network feed. You can get the Star Wars, the Star Trek, all things nerd, and Co-op Mode for your video games. And when you're done doing that, check out our faces on YouTube because they're wonderful. You never know who's going to join us until you see our screen our wonderful backgrounds. You might see once again, a creepy floating balloon behind Mark. You never know. It happens. Yeah. So check out our YouTube page, subscribe. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it. And we'd love your comments when you do so. Um, and just a reminder, we're going to have two big anniversaries this year, folks. Um, we hit secret fringe night hits 400 in a couple episodes and co-op mode hits 100 in one more episode to celebrate um, I decided that I thought it would be a cool idea, and Mark is helping me with this endeavor, to donate uh, a controller that is unique to Secret Friends Unite. So it'll be representative of our uh, group, and it will be for a lucky audience member who leaves us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Um, we'll let you know more. We'll be sharing visuals of the controller, and we'll get that to you. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for more on that. So... I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by Mark, the Canardian Carabin. Nine-nine. Sorry, I had to get that one. I mean, (laughs) it's the 99th episode. you got to scream nine-nine. Exactly, exactly. Um, And we're also joined by a returning co-op mode guest. That is Mr. Adam Leonard from the Mega Dads. Adam, welcome. I I feel like maybe, just maybe... You invited me on this pre-episode 100 just to kind of take a jab at the fact that it took me eight and a half years to get Megadads live to 100. <laughs> how long nope. have you guys been? How long have you been doing the show? We do every uh, other week. Weekly for yeah, oh, three, three years. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually started as a segment on Secret Fringe Night. Mark and I like, let's talk video games for like 15 minutes. And that was a fool's errand because that's not that enough time. No, it's not because we're like, well, we'll do 15, we'll do 30. And then we're like, episodes, yeah. maybe I can't even oh, pick out my socks in less than 15 minutes. I know yeah, it was it was it was ridiculous, but it was something to try it out. And it was my way to get video games on Secret Friends Unite. So now, you know, obviously that's where we're at now. So and yeah, after that, we launched. Congratulations, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Adam. We appreciate it. And, you know, you're a fellow Minnesotan. Don't always have those on the show. Usually it's a bunch of Canadians. So I feel like, you know, the mighty north is on. Um, right. We just came off a win. Uh, the Packers lost. So I feel like. You know, everything's aligning in the stars. Everything's tonight. great. Everything's great in football uh, if you live in Minnesota, because like you said, we're we're hot. We are cautiously hot, as Vikings fans know. You can't ever get too excited. But even better than that, the Packers continue to struggle. So it's it's great. It's a great time. I'm happy. We love it. We love it. And the snow has melted, so that's a good sign, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time you guys for have Halloween. snow already? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we had our October snow. Wait, ew, what? In 2020, when it was obviously, like, uh, I think we had Halloween during the COVID year, we had a ridiculous amount of snow. It was super cold. Yeah. I felt so bad for the kids, you know. Uh, yeah, so it's not unknown, Mark, to have snow by mid-October in Minnesota. Dude, people people think Canada's cold. I was out in this today. This is all I wore. It's a T-shirt. This is, this is it. It was like... 20 something degrees today. Outside. So you're truly in the tropics. 
I guess. But are you? But are you one of those guys? Like we've got these guys in Minnesota. These guys who it's like you know it's it's freezing. There's frost on the ground, and they're out in their cargo shorts and flip flops. So like, are I, you one of those guys? Okay, so kind of, but not today. <laughs> so, so okay, so hold on. Twenty. 20 uh degrees celsius to fahrenheit uh so what what is this uh so 68 degrees today oh okay outside. that's nice or that's more, a nice day more yeah it was a nice a very nice day um but i used to ski in a t-shirt on occasion <laughs> so like full snow and i, I used to just just because i know, thought you're talking like water yeah. skiing like you're the guy that wears the, the t-shirt at the beach oh, God, no. <laughs> i mean uh, i would I'm because i would burn in a thong yeah. <laughs> 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 I uh, I did wa- run across a snow-filled uh, field in my underwear once uh, for I think that was the 2000 New Year's maybe my my brother and a couple of cousins. Good man, good but, man. Uh, yeah, that know. couldn't have gone I can't wrong. I believe you guys have snow already. That's wild. It'll I, be uh, 75 on Sunday though, so okay. you know right. it's chaotic, up and down. Yeah, yeah, right. just the way the way it is here. Um, so Adam, since you've been on the show before, we're going to play a fun game because, um, you know, the mega dads are all over the place. You guys are doing some awesome stuff there. Um, I, I love hearing you on some of my favorite podcasts. You've been doing some great interviews. Luke Lore was just on with yeah. that. And it feels like you guys just need to bring a block box of like Kleenex when you, when you do that show. So we're not going to make you cry this episode, Adam, unless I appreciate that my kids, that's what my kids are for. Exactly. Well, or or you're just su- we're, we're not going to cause you to suffer. Maybe that's where the tears usually come from. That's what I, my I, wife I, is for. <laughs> <laughs> I know I make Mark want to uh, have tears of anger at times, but uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, this one didn't get Mark's uh, ire up, so I think I'm lucky. That is creepiest characters in non horror games. What would you buy, rent, and return? So Mark teed this up to me and I said, okay, I, I take a couple of Mark's suggestions. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So Mr. Mime, cause I love Pokemon. Um, I know everything about them. Uh, Poke yeah. is my nickname for some reason. Um, don't know why. Uh, Psychomantis. Yes. That sounds yeah. like a suggestion. Could be. Yeah. I like the old poke. What was it? Was it Facebook? that had the old poke. Facebook yep. pokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that go? Probably, uh, probably banned because you know, yeah, poking so people is probably not appropriate. That's very 2022. Oh, Todd, Todd went Facebook, I went pegging. Uh, <laughs> very what? What? Did we just <laughs> okay? Okay, Mark, I see where yeah, you I lead. Pokey Todd or Poka Todd, I just you know, ah, Mark, <laughs> when we meet, it's gonna be a fantastic time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, uh, so uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. Woohoo. And those creepy kids from Twilight Princess. Yes, folks, you've seen these kids before. I don't know what they are. Who had these kids? They they ain't right. It's like the kid from uh, Deliverance <laughs> who plays the banjo. Yeah. So these are the kids with white eyes. I just want to make sure I'm thinking. Of no, these refresh the kids. my memory on these kids. Okay, okay. So these yeah. kids. Um, let me just. I'll, I'll in the in the chat. I'll send you a picture. Audience, do the same thing. Go on Google while we're talking, and I will get the Twilight. Oh, you're talking like the little baby that like essentially looks like he runs a gang. Uh, like the or the Ordon Village kids. Yes. Mallow, Beth. Uh, Tallow and Colin. Oh man, yes, these the kids one can totally kick my ass. 
Yeah. Like the baby that looks like it's a mini samurai or something for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So I assume you all have your your image of these children. And these are probably what you're looking at probably because like, the HD version, right? Mm-hmm. On the Wii version and on the GameCube version, they were they were less pretty. So they've been they've given <laughs> been given a glow up. But yeah, those kids would be part of some like Japanese horror movie. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So that is your choices. So at this point, we'll leave it to Adam. Bye, Mermit Churn. Oh, my God. Um, So bye is going to be the scariest one. Is that Uh, creepiest? Whatever you view the creepiest, it could be. Uh, Yeah. Definitely those kids. (laughs) Because. Little backstory. My my wife, um, when we first got together, she took me back home to her in-laws and she was she's got these parents that like preserve the bedroom kind of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's really creepy kind of stuff. Um and the the her bedroom had this this shelf that lined along the ceiling and it was filled with porcelain dolls. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there that night and let me tell you, waking up at two o'clock in the morning with about 45 porcelain dolls staring at you from up above, uh, I've never peed the bed so hard in my life. And these <laughs> kids remind me of that. So I'm going, they're definitely the buy. Um, rent, I'm going Psycho Mantis because anybody who knows, choice. anybody who knows what I'm thinking, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I pity them first of all. And secondly, like that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous thing. And then, uh, Mr. Mime, you know, I don't have much Pokemon experience other than the Pikachu, the detective Pikachu movie. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they, they killed him off within like five minutes of that, of that scene. So, oh, was uh, he one of the ones that got it? Oh, I'm, darn. I think off, didn't off camera, off camera, they like implied that he exploded or something. Yeah, I love if I'm it. remembering that right, they they did. Yeah, because he so threw, he was dispatched uh, quickly, quickly. So yeah, I don't think he's much. Pretended of a threat. to throw a match in some gasoline. Yes, oh, that's, that's what it was. Right. They lit him on fire. That's right. He is in the trailer. I forgot about it. Yeah, so even better. So now you've got a basically probably coming back from the dead, Mister Mime. Even better, right? There you go. Well, very, very good. One point on the, the, the Psycho Mantis. What game did he say was on your memory card, <laughs> Adam? <laughs> Suicoden. Ah, okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Is you like uh, Suicoden, do you? <laughs> it, was, it was the controller the in the second port, though, that really messed with me. Yeah, that was really mm. cool. Yeah, that, and yeah, I, I just loved it. It was kind of that era, like Eternal Darkness was the same way, where it played so with the conventions of what a controller, you know, your TV, you think you got to turn off your TV or reset your uh, your console. So diabolical. So good. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right, Mark. I'm going to mix it up slightly. I am going to go with Psycho Mantis for just getting into your head and you don't expect it in that game. And it's just like, what is happening here? How mm. is this reaching through my TV and, and messing with me this way? So I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, but a close second are those creepy kids because they do go like white eyes zombie at one point, don't they? Like they go full so. creepy, uh, which is even creepier than creepy. So the, the, it's, it's, 
I could I could buy a rent that could flip flop right now. I just want to be. That's a the game with like werewolves and stuff, right? And like the scariest part is this little, <laughs> these kindergartners. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, there's the Twilight Realm, and there's like deformed yeah. monsters and werewolves and everything. But no, 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 kids, creepiest thing <laughs> kids. We know the truth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're to blame. And uh, and Mr. Mime, although very creepy. And like mimes in general, clowns kind of you know give off that creepy vibe. Um, I'm gonna go with a game that can read my mind uh, as the creepier one, and, and sadly return my my buddy Mr. Mime. Although I did run into so my son was running around uh, Walmart's toy aisle uh, on the weekend, and there was this Pokeball that started to talk, which was weird enough as it is. Uh, but then it was like, hey. I bet I can guess which Pokemon you're thinking of. Okay, Pokeball, let's go. I'm going to throw you an easy one. uh, This one's literally tattooed, so if there's some sort of eyeballs in the Pokeball, you know, you can can see the Nidoran. I'm going to choose that. So it starts asking me questions, and like, but starts asking me questions like way too good off the bat. Like, Like, what are you wearing? (laughs) <laughs> no, the, first, the first question it asked was, does this character, does this Pokemon have red eyes? I don't know how many Pokemon have red eyes, but Nidoran sure as hell does. And I was like, why is that the first question? How is like, so it got Nidoran very quickly. And I'm just standing in like this Walmart aisle and no one's around. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why is this ball reading my mind? So like, Hello, Mark. Do I, you yeah, like Pokemon? <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Uh, it's yeah, like not a clue, man. Anyway, if anyone, Mark, um, that is like the the. Like if you small. can do like if you ever like Nintendo, they're like can become free license. That's the horror game you get, right? Is you we're getting a oh, Pokemon man, horror game? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love Don't it. Ruin what I'm gonna say later. Oh, <laughs> spoilers. Well, that's no a good tease, Mark. That's that, a good tease. Exactly, I like that. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Todd, what are your choices? Um, well, you know, because I selected this. It's definitely those damn kids. I Something always felt wrong about, like, everybody in Hyrule except for Link and Zelda always looked off. Like, these people are like mutants. And, like, why do they look so <laughs> weird and odd? It's, like, ugh, spooky and scary. And then those little kids, you know, kids... I've always said this. I love my kids. I don't love anybody else's kids. I mean, I appreciate your kids, but I don't love them. And those kids, <laughs> I, feel I don't know. <laughs> I don't think their parents like these kids because there's no parents around. So I'm guessing they killed their parents, uh, maybe ate them. I don't know what their tastes are. But yeah, they're just creepy, weird. Like they don't even look like like really. They almost look like they're like aliens disguised as like kids. So yeah. The little one too. Weird, 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 weird. So yeah, not good. Um, I'm going with Psychomantis as well, just because that experience so cool. Um, you know, Kojima. I think that's when we started to really realize who Kojima was when he decided to make games, and he could do what he could do with uh, visuals and also sound and voice acting and things like that. Because I think the mo- the game before that was Snatcher, on like uh, I think Sega CD. Um, right, which yeah. was still like more animated and yeah, not great, but yeah, just so cool. So many cool mechanics and he's creepy. He's got a gas mask, the way he moves. I mean, 
kind of a serial killer. I guess if he wasn't like an assassin, he would just have been a serial killer. That was like his two choices, like creepy uh, assassin working for a paramilitary group or a serial killer. I guess this pays better than being a serial killer. So very creepy. Um, and Mr. Mime, I mean, I'd like to think that clowns deserve a second chance. So maybe Mr. Mime does. So I'm going to give him a break. And then he'll give you a break. It's implying that clowns automatically have like one strike against them just by (laughs) default. (laughs) Well, remember before the pandemic, they had like that, 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 like they had those stories about creepy clowns sighted and, you know, yeah. Oh, that's That's right. I remember that. Those photos all over social media of people just dressed up as clowns in people's yards. Just hanging out and being weird. It's like, don't do that. That was messed up. That's a recipe for like getting killed. (laughs) Not the clown killing someone, someone killing the clown. Yeah, that's not (laughs) good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully uh, everyone at home played along with us, had a good time, and we'd love to hear your picks. And Mark, we forgot to ask the folks in Discord. Damn. I did ask them about something we're going to talk about later. So we still got a Discord, uh, some, some participation. Very good. Very good. Okay. We'll get into what we've been playing. So, Adam. I'm very interested about this game. Tell Mm -hmm. us more. So I have been playing Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which by the time this episode drops will be available for everybody to play. Uh, It's developed by Ilphonic, the folks that did Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, okay. Uh, And much like that game, this is an asymmetrical multiplayer experience. So you have... Uh, four players as the Ghostbusters, one player as the Spirit. And typically this is not really my type of a game. Like my bread and butter is a story-based action adventure game. And while there is a story to Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, this is very much like primarily uh, an arcadey online match-driven experience. So uh, the game starts, you, you are a new recruit uh, for the Ghostbusters, much like the previous um, Ghostbusters, a video game, the single-player adventure game. Mm-hmm. You're a new kind of nameless guy. Uh, but in this game, you get to design him from scratch. And this has a really great character creator mode, like very nuanced, uh, not just hairstyles and, and uh, glasses and stuff, but like you can, you know, it's very Mass Effect-like. You're mouth shape, your your eyebrows, and all sorts of stuff. But it's got a really cool, like, animated uh, aesthetic, like a really clean, stylized, uh, cartoony look to it. Um, you design your Ghostbuster, and then they introduce you to a story that kind of trains you into the game to kind of get your bearings. Um, but the meat and the potatoes of this thing is it's very much a uh, match-driven uh cooperative slash competitive experience where you go into one of six maps and as the ghostbusters your job is to dispatch the spirit um and complete a set of objectives on the way to doing so so as you enter a map there are three what they call rifts in the map and these are portals that you have to find with your pke meter and then close them up so that you can finally capture the ghost if you capture the ghost before you close these rifts it just keeps respawning so once you find these rifts and you close them up then it gives you like a time limit to go and find the ghost and dispatch it with the with the help of your other players i played this game 
primarily as a single player experience. I'm not much of an online guy. Um, I did, I did do a couple of matches with my son where, uh, he was playing on the PS five and I was playing on an, the PS four in another room in the house. We were using the same copy of the game. Oh. Uh, you can sign in and play that way. Uh, so that was kind of nice that we could That's do cool. that, but there's no split screen, which is a real bummer for me. It's like an old school player kind of guy. I expect that to be part of the package with games like this. And I know that they're, they're phasing that out. That wasn't in back for blood either, which was a real bummer to me. I think this game would definitely benefit from that. Cause it's not, it's a, it's a good looking game, but it's not like visually, Oh my God, this is like really making the most of the PS five platform. I feel like they could get away with that. They could do a split screen without sacrificing too much. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. But the point is playing with other human players is a blast. There's nothing quite like chasing down a ghost. One of you's got your proton pack and you're holding the ghost in place and you're yelling at your partner, get the trap out and they throw the trap and activate the trap. Um, it's, it's just a whole other ball game. Once you get other live players into the experience, it's not bad single player. The AI is adequate, but you don't get that same sense of I'm working with someone as you do with like other human players. Um, so it's, you know, I, I finished the campaign yesterday. Our review comes out tomorrow. It's good. It's good. It's very solid, but I feel like they kind of left a little bit too much on the table. There's only like six maps. Uh, it feels like the kind of game that they might add more story to it as they go. And there's a lot of really cool unlockables. You can unlock different uh, Ghostbuster suits. Like one of the unlockables is actually the old, the real Ghostbusters color scheme. If you oh, remember the real yeah. Ghostbusters cartoon yep. from the 80s, like that's one of the unlockables. They've got a lot of really cool nods to Ghostbuster lore. Um, it's good. I had a great time with it. Uh, I hope that I hope that it has legs. It's really hard for a game like this to sustain its audience to justify more and more investment. Um, but I hope that it does. Cause I think like, I think this is a good solid starting point for this game, but as it stands right now, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it feels very complete. If that makes sense. Mm. So, one of the, you know, this reminds me of that Evil Dead game that came out that yeah. actually was considered very good for what it was. I just don't know if that game is still relevant anymore. Is it still right. have an audience? Um, I, I don't know. They did, they were good about bringing more characters out and things like that. In this case, there's no like, you get money for busting ghosts to get more like upgrades, things like that. It's really just more unlock skins and things like that. And just, yeah, you can upgrade all of your equipment. So you level okay. up as you go and each mission or each map has like, um, different, different, um, measurables for how well you do. So like you can, you can totally destroy every map. You think of like the first Ghostbusters oh, movie when they go into the Oh, penalty, you, just, you get a bill at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just damage. light everything on fire. You can do that in this game, but then you get docked. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also civilians running around in the map, and if they get spooked, you can run up to them and calm them down. There's oh. like a there's like a quick time mini game where you're timing button presses to calm them down. So like you you get bonus points for keeping the people under control, uh, and then as the levels progress, there's like a haunting meter where 
the more havoc that the ghost reach wreaks, the the haunting meter goes up. So if you don't do a really good job, the level by the end is covered in slime. And as you level up and accrue all these points, you can level up your proton pack. You can level up your PKE meter. You can level up your trap. You can unlock extra gadgets. There's like grappling hooks and bombs and you get the, you get like raised goggles that can see the ghosts in like night vision. So there's lots of, there's lots of incentive to continue playing. Unfortunately, the incentive is not like more levels because you are going to be replaying the same levels over and over. And if you don't have a good cast of, of players that you're playing with, like that could get repetitive pretty quick. Hmm. Uh, is crossplay enabled for this? Crossplay is enabled. Um, as of right now, pre-release, uh, they, they act, they ask you to activate and link your, uh, Epic account. And oh, that okay. was not enabled for me during, during my, uh, my preview build. So hopefully after tomorrow, when it launches, that'll be active. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you can play cross platform with PC, Xbox yeah, and right. PlayStation. Okay. And I'm playing on PS5. So this, this game is uh, Canada anyway, 50 bucks. So that's, uh, 1375 for you guys, is it? <laughs> $2. <think that's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, but it, it's a cheaper game, right? Like it's, it's a it's cheaper a, game. It's a double A okay. game. And the, the thing about it is, is like, typically I would say this is the kind of game that I think you should get on a sale. But right. the problem is if you do that, you might not have the player base that you want to play this mm. game in which it's kind of dependent upon. It's dependent on having a lot of people to, to, to get in and play with. So, you know, your mileage is going to vary depending on your group of players that you can play with and your level of investment in the Ghostbusters property. I had a good time with it. Is it worth 40 bucks? It's, you know, it's hard to say. Are there any fan service in regards to like the environments or there's no surprise cast, right? Like, like Winston Zed Moore doesn't show up. They no, Winston and Ray Winston are, is in oh, it. Ray is oh, in okay. it. It's got a really great. Um, so the hub, the hub obviously before you go on your missions is the firehouse. Okay. Uh, and it's very movie authentic. You can go in the basement where they've got the, the containment unit. You can go upstairs to the rec room. They've got the dancing toaster, what I really loved about this is if you go out the back door and across the alley, it leads directly into Ray's occult bookstore. Oh, nice. I don't know if they ever said in the movies that that's actually where this thing is located, but in the game, it's just like across the alleyway and you can go in there and you can talk to Dan Aykroyd and there's all sorts of collectibles and spirit charms and things like that in there. So like it does a fantastic job of capturing the movie essence, the music, the sound effects, the the I don't know if you guys play on PlayStation Five, but mm-hmm. the dual sense integration, the the kickback in the adaptive triggers when you fire up your proton pack, dude, <laughs> nice, dude, it's it's nice. Like they do a fantastic job of capturing that movie essence, and as a game, it's really polished. You know, it's not, it doesn't have any jank. There's no glitching to it. It's it's a really nice product. That feels like, like it's an onboard to perhaps more content that might come down the road, which I hope it does. Because I think if they added a few more levels and a little bit more story, like this would be a really solid package and a, a definite recommend. 
if you love Ghostbusters, then yeah, I would recommend you give it a shot. Just expect that it's it's not quite finished. You know, the way games are these days, there's always more in the pipeline, more that's coming, and you know that that's they're going to deliver some DLC eventually with this thing. Black Friday is essentially in a month, around that time, so that yep. might be where you pick it up. And that's in only a month. Slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. so only a month, so maybe it'll retain its fan base. Obviously, Ghostbusters, there's going to be probably be another movie soon, so mm-hmm. that might get people more excited for it. And I know there's also a VR game coming out for Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that. It's so it's a good, it's a good time to be a Ghostbusters VR fan. Too. They do a lot of things right with this thing. And if that's your type of game, if you are one of these asymmetrical online players, you're going to eat this up. Yeah, it's it's, it's a cool experience compared to like a, just a PvP. I mean, this is truly your it's cooperative with a PvE type element because the you know it's PvP, but it does feel more like PvE. So I think that's kind of cool. I like I like those elements where you just feel like you're on team and um, yeah, uh, very yeah, cool. And yeah, when it opens cool. up. Yeah, when it opens up, Adam, I'd like to see, you know, when you actually are playing with more people, more friends, things like that, that that'd be kind of cool to hear, you know, is it, does it, you know, do you come back to it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, Mark, um, yeah. you're getting, uh, well, I'll just let you take it away because you've got some things to talk about. <laughs> well, first off, I want to say that I was uh, on the Bus- Boss Rush podcast uh, just last week, which was awesome. Uh, really fun to hang out with that crew. And I talked about a few games there, so I'll kind of give a quick recap. But I encourage you to go check that episode out and I get a little bit into some some more stuff of what I've been playing. But basically what I talked about with those guys was uh, I'm back into Beat Saber pretty heavily uh, on on my quest two and the the Lizzo song pack just dropped and uh, man I, I've been getting into it. The thing that I've I've loved about it is uh, I've I've been slacking on my my Apple Watch mm. rings uh, pretty pretty recently um, with a mix of things you know after we we kind of you know lost our, our dog Stella I haven't been like as motivated to like you know get up and go for like energetic kind of walks you know walking with the baby is kind of like snail's pace doesn't really close anything for me um, so this this got me back and I closed all three rings the last two weeks thanks to Beat Saber and uh, and the Lizzo song pack so um, it's been it's been fun man it's it's been good uh, my wife came down a few times and just was like what what is happening right now because uh, there's I don't know if you're familiar with Beat Saber you know sometimes there's walls mm-hmm. and stuff that you have to dodge or like they get you to, to slash the br- bricks in different ways and now you can kind of like hold the brick like there's oh. a line that you kind of have to follow to like trace to the next one um so like there's a lot of like dodging out of the way and like very very sassy, sassy moves there Mike. very sassy kind of say. moves yeah um and uh, i've been owning it man i've been just uh, own it. i i did buy the green day pack which is <laughs> usually a little bit more my speed uh just to counterbalance the the lizzo but um for a game like this man i just keep going back to lizzo cuz like Green you Day feel is it. great. Green Day is great, but like, you don't get a sweat going to like Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Say what yeah, you do, not, like, yeah, dance. no, you know, Juice, uh, Lizzo. It's just, yeah, you gotta, gotta own it. Um, so I'm playing that one. That's great. Uh, and Deathloop finally hit Game Pass, so I've been diving into that one, and uh, and it's been fun. And I talked about it again a little bit more on the Boss Rush podcast. So I'm just gonna say, if you want to listen to to more, go over there. 
so the other game that I didn't get to talk to uh, those guys about is Trover Saves the Universe. Again, on Quest 2. I've been really into VR lately. Um, for I don't really know the reason. I just, I just have been picking it up and trying new experiences on that. Um, while we kind of wait for the fall rush. So Ghostbusters is kind of kicking that off. VR is like a slump buster uh, market. It gets you a different experience to maybe break you out of the monotony of maybe the same old, same old. Absolutely. Uh, So we have Ghostbusters and and various other games coming out in the next couple of weeks that I'm sure will get me back console wise. But uh, Trover Saves the Universe is from the same minds that brought uh, Rick and Morty and... um, it is the same level of weird, if not weirder. It is absolutely wacky. You're um, so you play as uh, I forget what they're called, Cherovians or chair people or something. So you're always in your chair, you're stationary, and you can kind of warp to places. But you also control Trover, and you kind of tell him where to go, and he can go to waypoints and defeat enemies and find hidden things and all that kind of stuff. But you're you're always at a fixed point, which is kind of an interesting take on it. So you're kind of controlling ish two characters, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of choice in it. So you can, you know, choose to kill this annoying character or that douchebag at one point (laughs) in the, like the first main level. Um, And they're both very unlikable. One is very annoying and naked and floating above you and gets in your way. And the other is like an ass. Yep. Oh, yep, yep. Good. There's a Band-Aid covering his willy, but otherwise <laughs> naked. A um, Band-Aid. That <laughs> yeah, looks like two little cross Band-Aids. I feel um, sorry for him. <laughs> ouch. Yeah, it's not, ouch, it's ouch. Great. And he wants you to kill his obnoxious neighbor. And the neighbor is obnoxious, but he's like, you know what? You should kill that guy instead. Isn't he annoying? Um, and you get the choice. And because it's VR, you actually shake your head yes or no for the choices. They're like, so who are you going to kill? Do you want to kill this guy? And you actually have to shake your head, yes or no. And it's like, you sure you don't want to kill this guy? And it's like, yes, I'm sure. Just let's, you know, push this guy off the cliff with his, uh, and then you find out, you know, it's a, anyway, some stuff. Um, I may have accidentally killed a house full of pregnant women, whatever. Uh, so it's fine. Oh, just that. Um, okay. It's, <laughs> you, can't just, whatever, you, know? you can't just throw that out there. <laughs> you have to save the universe. Uh, you move on. Decision mistakes were made or, you know, <laughs> mistakes were made. Uh, okay. basically you're trying to get your two dogs back with a giant bird creature uses for eyeballs now. And, um, that's, that's the story. You're just trying to get your dogs back uh, instead of the demon bird creature using them for eyeballs. Cause everything uses stuff for eyeballs. Uh, so hmm. Trover for instance, uses babies for eyeballs. Um, <laughs> so he has a red baby and a blue baby, and then you get a darker blue baby, which, uh, he swaps out and the darker blue baby eats the lighter. What blue are baby you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Did you play scorn instead? Are you I'm pretty sure he just Mark? dropped acid. <laughs> I swear this is only beer. Uh, this is the game. It is incredibly weird. And I was laughing the entire time. It's great. Mm-hmm. If you like Rick and Morty, this is going to be your kind of humor. If you do not like Rick and Morty, or if anything I said sounds like an acid trip that you don't want to go down, um, maybe skip it. But I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was on sale last week and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm yeah, let's go. Are you a well, big folks. VR guy? Um, yeah. Can I throw out I two titles and you can say yes. if you've played them or if you haven't, I highly recommend them. Okay. First, Pistol Whip. Yes. Yes. My you have God. the Pistol Whip? That game is awesome. It's Pistol, John Wick yes. and like almost yes. dancing. That yeah. game is insane. Yeah. 
and two um moss two I haven't played Moss 2. Moss 1 is one of my favorite games that I've played in the last year. Yeah, Moss Book 2 is on my shortlist for Game of the Year. It is exceptional. I I just finished, what would you say, Todd? When did I say I finished Moss? Like maybe a month or two ago? I actually just picked it up. I've had it on PC VR because I do the Oculus Link to my PC, which (laughs) it didn't perform very well, but that game is very, very cool. Outstanding, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. And I just, uh, the reason I didn't jump into book two is because I didn't want to burn myself out on the experience. You know, sometimes like you play a game and then you jump into another game. I, I just talked about this a couple of weeks ago with, with Pokemon. I was like, I've just been playing Brilliant Diamond and there's a new one coming out. And I think Brilliant Diamond's different enough than like the 3D open world stuff. But I was still kind of worried like, yeah, you know, if you play Ghostbusters, are you going to want to play Ghostbusters VR? If you play... Right, you know, game A, you're going to want to play. So I, that that's the only reason I didn't get into Moss Two right away, um, but the temptation was there of like, I need to instantly buy this because Moss One <laughs> was just so special. Yeah, so yeah, amazing. It's good. Yeah, yeah, meta and the meta drops coupons quite a bit. Uh, so well, that's it. Nice. So much stuff goes on yeah. sale with uh, with meta all the time with like with with the game like checking the app like there's a different game on sale every single day so that's that's kind of another incentive to wait a tiny bit more while i'm still working through the games that i've already purchased so yeah and i know we aren't going to be talking about the oculus uh event uh it was very heavily not game focused uh because of their new headset which is focused on more of that but they did announce some games that are coming which is very cool um i think the biggest one that's coming is iron man yeah that's kind of neat because um, that game was lauded on PSVR, but the, the, the tech within, you know, it, it was kind of held back. We think, but I don't know where meta two or quest two ranks within all those things, but being untethered probably is the biggest benefits from, uh, from an early preview. Cause I, I follow a few, uh, like quest creators and stuff, like content creators and stuff like that, uh, from an early preview of one guy, uh, that I saw on YouTube. Um, it's a, a little, takes a little graphical hit uh, on, on the quest because it's, it is standalone and, you know, PS4 was a bit more powerful than a standalone can be basically with a tablet or mobile mm-hmm. chip. Uh, but the freedom to be able, like you said, to just move around untethered as Iron Man and fly around and do whatever you want uh, really adds to the experience. So it sounds pretty awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in VR. You know, we're going to get PSVR two. Meta, Meta yeah. just bought that. Uh, that yeah, product. camouflage. Uh, that was Ryan Payton who worked on MGS five, four, four, and then he created his company. There's like actually a game. One of his first games is actually on Quest, and I think it's been free there. Um, which I forgot. It's more of a stealth game, kind of cool. So if it's there, check it out if you're like interested in that. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Bought the company and it comes over. They're getting a port, and they did thank Sony <laughs> for bringing it, yeah. up, which is which is kind of funny yeah. in that in that thing. That was that was really neat. So very very cool. Um, uh, let's see, Dark Picture Anthology House of Ashes. Uh, I love supermassive games. Uh, I have not loved this new series, Dark Pictures Anthology. I thought the first game was so-so. I skipped the um, second game, Little Hope, um, which I did not hear very many good things about it. So I'm like, okay, I'll skip it. Uh, House of Ashes, though, it sounds like this is their redemption, so I got this game. Uh, Gamefly sent it to me. I actually ended up buying it from them. Um, And I like it. It's kind of a neat... uh, 
a, a focus on that, you know, decision-based gameplay, limited gameplay. It's a lot of decisions, although there is shooting in the game at certain moments. So you do have to line up a reticle and then pull the trigger, which I forgot to do. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to line it up. You have to pull the trigger. My son says, dad, why didn't you pull the trigger? I'm like, because I forgot. Ah, oh, man, he's so critical. He's so good at games. Man, if that gets out, don't they take away your United States citizenship? If yes, if I can't shoot. Yeah, if I can't shoot. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll be joining you, Mark. Got a space. <laughs> Run to the border. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very it's it it starts off in one era. It's essentially uh Alexander the Great era. Uh there is a supernatural element. Uh, it seems like there's a demon element, uh, and it fast forwards to essentially uh, 2003 Iraq and you are a company of soldiers. You go in and there is drama because uh, there's a CIA agent and a air force officer who were married and they've been apart. They're brought back together and you have to make some decisions about relationships. Um, there's some things going on where uh, you have to survive and it's set up between essentially three different groups and you're going through it. And the big part of the game is you see some uh, precursors of what's going to happen as you find these little elements. And then it records the decisions you make. And also, you know, kind of at the end, it'll, you know, basically say you chose these paths. Um, the quarry was the last game I played with them. Really love that. I don't think this is as strong as the quarry, but it's still making me happy as a spooky game to play in October. So if you like these type of games, um, and I think this one is a good balance of what they've done with Until Dawn and then the quarry, I think it's well worth checking out. I think you can probably get this for 20 bucks, um, but it's it's very fun. And, and they do they do some pretty good stuff with probably low budgets. These are the first time they uh, essentially published through um, I forgot who their publisher is, but I mean, they were trying to break off. I always thought Sony would buy them and they never did, mm. but, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. So check out house of ashes. Um, it's, it's not bad. Um, I've I'm playing that, that a couple of these dark pictures games have shown up on PlayStation plus. Yes. I've been tempted, but you know, there's something about the whole, you know, they feel very telltale like, mm -hmm. and I think that while the production value and like the themes of it really appeal to me, just I don't know if I'm in that mind space anymore to play those QTE heavy story games anymore. I do you think, think this holds up pretty well, huh? I do, but I think Until Dawn and the Quarry really are their their best games. That's, they that's brought where you want to go. Yeah, it's stronger talent too. They've got like real celebrities and actors in these games and i really liked it like romy malix in, in until dawn so is right. hayden pentieri uh then we've got some uh classic horror actors like um uh ted ramey's uh, in the quarry right ted ramey is um yeah. and also um lance henrick's uh, uh from aliens and other things too so they've got some good talent and it's really good even justice uh oh i'm blanking his name from the detective pikachu he's in this game as well oh yeah yeah, yeah. So I think the quarry is an evolving of what they're going for. But if you if you like that kind of like, there's something going on, and you got to get these kids to survive. It's that type of game, and it's really understanding who will survive at the end, and uh, mistakes will be made because I made a lot of them. Because you'll make a, a dumb mistake, <laughs> like you you tripped in the forest and you didn't save the person. So, yeah, it's great. And I liked what they did with the quarry at the end, where basically 
at the end credits, you had a podcast team who investigates like these supernatural things. They were essentially talking through what you did in the game, which I thought well, was that's a fun. cool take. So yeah, I think both game, both of those are their standouts. So if you want something like there, and I think they they manage it and they raise it to a level that um, I think is doing something different than the Telltale games, but you know, it's it's limited interaction, yeah. but really there for the story and the environment and the uh, mood they set. Um, and then. I revisited Cobra Kai on Switch. This is the uh, licensed game based on the Netflix series. And it's a very competent brawler, like Streets of Rage. And But they layer in, essentially, you go to the, the, the Cobra Kai dojo, um, and you power up. You get different moves, and you get money to, to, to raise it up. You can upgrade the dojon to get more, you know, to do more things to get more abilities. So there's a pretty big skill tree for all of the characters. And I love it because it feels like it's almost like a an episode within Cobra Kai because it's got all of the characters and kind of more of a really caricature of them but makes it a lot of fun like johnny looks a little bit more vicious john crease looks you know a little more buffed out a little younger um and it's funny because you've got all of these little drama uh segments uh that are kind of like the offs uh, like the, the interstitials and things like that which are fun so it's because you know cobra kai is such a guilty pleasure and it definitely fits and they're actually going to be a sequel and this is by uh, i can't remember who who actually made this game but like I said, I think it's a very competent beat em up in like the Streets of Rage, those type of games uh, that I think it's well worth your money. I think I got it for 20 bucks, but it's it's a hoot. So um, I don't know if there's co-op, but I, that would make it even better. I bet I've been playing on Switch and it performs really well. So, But long load times. The longer I play the Switch these days yeah. when it comes to modern consoles, the Switch yeah. load times, even though it's on, you know, uh, it's on a cart and things like that, you still feel it as it's loading because, you know, there's still a lot of work the console has to do. So um, I hope the next Switch has an SSD. That's all I'll say. Yep. So that's what we've been playing, folks. Now we're going to talk a little bit of news because, you know what? When you get a Nintendo Direct for a movie, you know something's <laughs> in the air. So... We essentially got the trailer kicked off with Miyamoto and then the, uh, I guess it would be the the head of Illumination uh, Movies. And then we got a weird, very odd interview with Chris Pratt. And then we got Jack Black, which I enjoyed the Jack Black part because Jack Black's all in and Chris Pratt's a little awkward. And then we got the movie. So with that, um, what did you gentlemen think about the, the trailer? Um. Uh, Okay, here we go. Those of you who know... Wait, Adam. Me, Adam, you're supposed to say, Ah, oh, here we go! <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> those of you... Solid who, Chris Pratt impression. <laughs> ...who know yeah, me uh, from Mega Dads know that I'm the PlayStation guy. Uh, I, I love Nintendo from a nostalgic point of view, but I am I am very clear and blunt about the fact that this current Switch area has just kind of left me feeling um, out of the circle of people that are really into Nintendo right now. For some reason, just like the, the, the first generation of Switch was Zelda and Mario Odyssey. I was all in. And then I just kind of like, I just felt like I got pushed out. Uh, I'm much more into the, the new hardcore uh, systems. That's where I spend all my time to play. But I love Nintendo. I find myself today 
being more in love with this idea of a Mario movie than the hardcore Nintendo folks in my circle. The people that are supposed to be like the Nintendo faithful, I find myself going to them saying, guys, do you not see how amazing this is? I am 1000% on board for this movie for a multitude of reasons. First of all, cast, fantastic. When they announced this cast, I was like, this is going to be a farce. This is going to be a comedy straight up. I I love the fact that they got folks like, um, like you said, Jack Black as Bowser. Perfect. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Uh, And you know what? Screw it. I love Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. He's my boyfriend. I will. I will watch Chris Pratt in anything Chris Pratt does. When this trailer came out, I mean, I was already in, but I watched it and I I can't find anything that I don't like. I think with Chris Pratt's voice, which is, I think, what most people complain about, if I had to listen to, I love Charles Martinet. I love Mario. If I had to listen to that voice for a two-hour movie, I would walk out of that <laughs> damn theater straight up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Chris Pratt is toning it down a little bit you can you can tell he's doing a voice. It's not the voice. Of course, it's not the voice. The fact that you know he's doing a more toned down voice, the fact that you can tell they're doing a Mario origin story, which I don't know. I've never heard a Mario origin story before. Uh, I'm down for that. The visuals, fantastic. I am just so excited. And maybe it's the fact that as I get older and my kids get older and they start appreciating these things as much as I do. Like, I know that I'm going to take my family to this movie and we're going to walk out those doors with goosebumps, you know, like I am just so over the moon excited about this movie. Plus I think that when pop culture enters the movie space and they make it as accessible to everyone that's where you win. That's why I think the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are so fantastic because they took those characters and they just brought them down a couple of notches and made them relatable and accessible to everybody. Bane was never going to work as Bane from the comics, but they made him something that works for people that can just walk into the movie theater and experience a Batman story. And I think that's what we're going to get here with Mario. It's, it's clearly It's clearly the Mario universe. The visuals are all there. The characters are all there, but they're just dialing it back a little bit so that folks that aren't so hardcore. I mean, how many folks do you know outside of this little internet circle that know who Charles Martinet even is, right? Everybody is going to enjoy this movie. I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm so excited for it. You can now roast me. No, no, (laughs) no. I'm going to back up. Like 99% of what you said there. Uh, the, the movie looks visually amazing. The cast seems just phenomenal. Like anything, every single thing I hear about, like Jack Black sings a song as there's a musical number for Bowser. Same thing with, with Toad. Toad potentially. And he made up a song like on the spot as Toad. Like just there's so much shit that I am ridiculously excited for in this mm-hmm. that all of that pushed aside any like weirdness I feel of Chris- my first watch of this it was like that's just Chris Pratt doing 
Chris Pratt. What? And the, the, the next time I did notice that, like, he kind of has that rocket raccoon, like, yeah, there's a little bit go. in there. There's this little something, and he, you know, I read something he's taking inspiration from Polly, Polly Walnuts, Walnuts from, from the, the Sopranos. Sopranos? That's an interesting that's take. Taking interest, the the, <laughs> yeah, that's where he's taking inspiration from. Uh, I'm pumped. I want to hear. I can't wait to hear Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Like, oh my the, god, the, that laugh. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's like a five second clip that floats around every once in a while of his laugh on top of Donkey Kong's terrifying animated show from the nineties. That sold me an, an, like just by itself. You don't cast Seth Rogen unless you're going for, you know, just, yeah, just a goof. Yeah. I can't wait. And the the thing that sold me on this, uh, Adam, you mentioned seeing it with your family. My son is two and a half and watched this trailer right several there. times and was so excited every time. Is he going to understand everything? No, but this is his Mario. Exactly. Yep. This is what yep. he's going to grow the same way. And I had to like, again, remove myself from it for a second of like, I want Charles Martinet's voice. That is what I've had since the N64 days. It's been a long history of that is drilled into my head as Mario's voice. But then I remembered I also grew up on the Super Mario Super Show. Mm-hmm. Lou Albano. That's my Mario. And the 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 terrible Bob uh, Hoskins. Movie, Bob <laughs> Hoskins. So so Mario's voice has really only I mean it's consistent in the video games, but in other media, he's never had like a high pitched voice, you know. Uh Captain Lou was never like, hey, it's me. You know, he was just a guy, right? So like there's some scene in this movie where Mario's got like rubber bands stapled to his face. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, so I'm I'm with you, Adam. I'm I'm excited. I again, it was a little jarring at first, just to, just to hear that one voice. Bowser sounded so good, and it's mm-hmm. it, like Jack Black can do some voices, but you know, Chris Pratt kind of sounds like Chris Pratt. And, uh, and that's, that's going to be fine. It is going to be okay. Uh, but at first it was a little bit jarring and I was like, I don't know. But again, seeing my son watching it a couple more times, like it's, it's 99.9% there for me. If you're a hundred percent, I'm, I'm half a percent behind you. It's It's, amazing how much your children being invested in something that you are completely blows your enjoyment of it through the stratosphere. Oh, dude, don't get me started like on it. Paw Patrol fan fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Is that anything like Trevor Saves the Universe, Mark? Because <laughs> that could go a wrong way, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. No, I was trying to look up the origin stories for the Paw Patrol, actually, one day. I got bored. And uh, one of the movies that, uh, kind of covered uh, – anyway, no, I'm not going to get into this. I'm surprised you didn't bring I, up like Wiggles, Wiggles fan fiction because um, that's probably big. I know you did, and I was jealous. Was fun, man. No, I, sh- really cool. I was about to take pictures of the Wiggles CDs we had for Logan, so you know, <laughs> go back. It was really cool. They're really nice guys. Uh, Todd, what did you think about this trailer? Wow. I, I'm, I'm so happy with where video game movies are right now. We're getting a little bit of everything. Animation, live action, Sonic, we're getting a mix of both, mm-hmm. um, which I thoroughly enjoyed the Sonic movies. Um, 
And talk about a fan base that is weird is the Sonic fan base because mm. like they've got people that are like, oh my God, it wasn't the same because his gloves were wrong. I'm like, oh God, please don't do that. <laughs> or they go into like Sonic canon. And I'm like, oh my, what, what con- the canon, the comics, <laughs> the cartoon, the video game where he says nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I love this. I thought the animation is beautiful. I love the fact that they opened up with like the penguin people, which, well, once yeah. again, what do we know about the penguin people? Mario kicks a p- penguin baby or throws it off the thing. We know that will happen probably. That will be a good Easter egg. Um, it's just fun. I mean, I love it. They're going full in. It's beautiful. Um, like some people are saying, imagine if we got a game at this level of the at this visual quality on maybe the next Switch. That'd be fantastic. It's beautiful. Um I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I, I was worried at first. I thought, oh, God, please don't make this like Mario goes into the real world where it's like that portal. Oh. And then it's like, oh, it's going to be like New Donk City where a weird little man is going around talking to real people. And it's like, oh, I ran into Nicki Minaj. Oh, and it, like twerking happens. <laughs> that could, that's how it could have gone, like a Smurfs movie. Um, so it didn't, which is cool. So I'm assuming this is the opposite way. Maybe Chris Pratt in the real world it comes into the mushroom King. It's like a, you know, stranger in a strange land story. And he comes in wide eyed, bushy tailed, whatever. Um, I'm perfectly fine with his accent. I don't care. Like I said, Captain Lou was my guy. He was an old 45, 50 year old plumber. Bob Hoskins was too. <laughs> That's fine. Um, what I'm curious about though, is we have so many characters we've not seen yet. We got a little bit of Luigi in the Luigi Mansion. Charlie Day, I love him to pieces. And just imagine just the the crazy he's going to bring in. He's not, I mean, maybe he'll like overdo the accent. Maybe that would be hilarious. He's like, because it's it's Charlie Day. Um, But I mean, Danny DeVito is in this. I mean, we've got so many people. And you mentioned the, the Donkey Kong crew. I'm like, we haven't even seen Donkey Kong or any of that element. I mean, is this going to be like we have the different worlds and we're going to have like a, a Smash Brothers cinematic universe? It's going to be seven hours way. long. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> to to get, make fans it happy, like, it'll have to like be. Bowser's, uh, Bowser's doing some multiversal world. Koopa kids come next, starts, right? So or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's the teaser at the end, man. That's That's going to be like, you know, the little stinger at the end. It's like... Yeah, you thought my dad was bad. Wait till you get a load of me and my crew. And it's going to be Bowser Jr. and the Koopalings just like. F and you know Mario, what's great is there's like you up. there's like 0% chance that this movie doesn't just crush at the box office. Oh, so when you stay here, you, get, you know it's going to pay off. It's yeah. probably going to be multiple viewings for like Easter weekend where the kids yep. are out, spring break, perfect timing. Um, and it, it, it kind of makes me, the only thing I'm kind of mad is because I was an old, I'm an old oldling uh that super mario brothers 2 uh uh nintendo power uh issue with the claymation if they went <laughs> claymation that would have made my day i'm like i want mario and claymation and how i'm getting it not happening of course but yeah i, I just i'm very excited for this um it definitely feels like i'm, I'm glad it's finally nintendo's finally going in on their properties pokemon so is good. where they've really been loud and in charge we've got a couple bad cartoons um i'm hoping i'm glad we're going this way so i'm very excited so yeah we're probably going to get another trailer the super bowl probably that really really blows it up maybe at the game awards i don't know jeff keely see any poll who knows mm-hmm. yeah we'll see yeah i um, just want I, I can't wait for the end of this when samuel l jackson comes up and uh recruits super mario for the smash brothers initiative <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah, that is. Yeah, and Sonic shows up. He's like the voice of the hand from. That's Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh boy, love it, 
Love it. Very cool. Uh, well, we got one other story, just one that hit on, because this is like blown up the internet. It's for a game I'm very excited about. A little torn because there's a part of gaming we don't know much about. It's pay. How do people get paid in games? Uh, there's largely no union, so there's no like set levels. There's no protection. Uh, but with uh, voice actors and actors, there are unions. So sag After, I believe, is the big union. So there are some set levels of like, Standard contracts if you're a union employee and you get hired. Um, and then there's not non-union talent. Uh, this is very normal in like uh, Japan for their um, anime. Voice actors get paid like trash. So do animators. It's not great. It's cheap and they, they don't pay a lot. Um, but we don't really know. We hear about like the big voice actors like Nolan North and you know uh, others that are big names. I don't know how much they get paid. We don't know. Is it by the hour, set rate? They have agents. They, they figure that out. Uh, but we it's been emerged that uh, the actress who has played Bayonetta in the first two games, essentially, we heard that she was being replaced. And uh, the, the official word was from, from uh, Platinum Games was, oh, her schedule didn't allow it. That was all we heard. And then all of a sudden, she comes out and says, no, I was available. My schedule's free. Um, I was offered... Um, $4,000 for as a flat rate to be the lead actor in a game I've been in twice. That's, you know, they've sold millions of copies of the game. This is a Nintendo published game, so it's not like they're dealing with a very, you know, small publisher either. Um, and she says the Bayonetta franchise has made approximately $450 million, not including merchandise. As an actor, I trained for a total of seven and a half years. Don't know how, but doing her craft, I assume. Uh, what did they think this was? Was what? What did they think this was worth? What did they offer to pay me? The final offer to the whole game was a buyout flat rate, no, um, no uh, uh, incentives, no, no. Um, I think other, yeah. Uh, to do this, four thousand dollars. Talent uh, insult to her. She's speaking out. She may be breaking NDAs. She's not one hundred percent clear on that. Uh, she was then replaced by Jennifer Hale, um, and the, the voice actress's name. Let me bring it up: Helena Taylor. Um, Helena, yeah, Taylor. yeah. And she doesn't have many roles uh, outside of Bayonetta. That's where we most like know from her. Uh, but Jennifer Hale replaced by Jennifer Hale, who is the number one voice actress, like in games. She's done more roles than anyone else. So definitely replaced by someone higher level, who most likely got a higher level of pay. Um, I believe Platinum. Or Camilla, the 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 lead of <laughs> Platinum, has like deleted his Twitter. He has some really weird r- r- rules about who he tweets with. You have to like speak Japanese. It's very weird. Um, and Jennifer Hale sent out a uh, basically message, basically saying she supports the people that made this game, and she can't speak because NDA. This is where we land. I tried to do some research, and I didn't find much in the way of like rates. Uh, we had one so actor. I, I did find yeah. a little. Bit. Oh, okay, you did. Okay, cool. Well, just voice actor. I didn't go video game specific. Uh, so the average voice actor in the U.S. This is average, of course. So can go higher, can go lower. But the the stats that I found roughly made it between thirty seven and thirty nine dollars. So let's call it thirty eight. Call it a day. So that's thirty eight dollars per hour. So my biggest problems with this stuff from Helena or Helena, however, I don't know how she pronounces her name, but anyway, um, my, my, my problem with this. Okay. And I want to start off by saying that like the, the capital, I'm not, I'm not defending capitalism or any of that, like bullshit 
of stuff, you know, she, she does mention, you know, like there's, there's fat cats that are getting rich off of this game. They're making whatever $250 million for the series and blah, blah, blah. And someone's getting rich from this. Sure. But, um, all, all that stuff aside, uh, she said $4,000 is insulting to her, but she doesn't give any reference to the amount of time that it would take to record this. So I did look up uh, Bayonetta two has just under two and a half hours of cutscenes. That's total cutscenes and cinematics, two and a half hours. And that's just not her speaking. That's like everyone in the cast. That's narration. That's no talking, just fighting cutscenes and stuff. Like it's, it's two and a half hours total, but let's just for instance on three, let's pretend it's a longer game. And she actually has two and a half hours worth of spoken dialogue in the game for some reason. Um, that's 42 takes for every single word in the game. Um, that's, that's a decent amount. <laughs> that's a decent amount of takes. Um, so I, I don't know enough about the voice acting world to, to know how long that would take. I, if this is $4,000 for two days work or for a week's work, pretty friggin' good. I don't know about you guys. I would love to make $4,000 in a week. I wouldn't say that's insulting. And for an actor with friggin' 24 credits to her name since 1992, she might be talented. She might've gone to school for seven years. That's great. But she also defeats herself in her own argument by saying her phone's not ringing. She doesn't have other jobs. Her schedule's wide open. Like you're saying that I don't know. She's trying to say that she's like, she should be getting more, but if she's not in demand, does that pay scale work? You know, is, is the going rate good for this actor who doesn't have much to her name and credit and, and whatever? Um, I don't know. And a lot of the stuff that she's done is bit parts, townsfolk, additional voices, this kind of stuff. So Bayonetta was kind of like her thing. Should she be getting paid? Yes, but like so should everyone else. Everyone I think should be making a livable wage. That livable wage maybe shouldn't be defined as like the bare minimum for everyone to live. Like there's a lot of stuff wrong with the world and capitalism and everything else. But like if I'm applying for a job and they underpay me, I'm not going to boycott that business. I'm just going to be like, sorry guys, you can't afford me. I've done that. You know, I'm sure you guys have done that. Uh, it's, there's a difference between knowing your worth and, and acting out about it. And if she was insulted by the 4,000, again, come out and say like, they're offering me $4,000 for two months work. And then it is yeah, probably insulting, right? But if it's $4,000 for two days of recording lines or, you know, four hours in a recording booth, like shit, <laughs> if I can go to work for four hours and make $4,000, sign me up for that job. I don't know. Um, that's so that's the, I don't, I don't know if you guys know any more about voice acting or whatever. That's, that's what I found on a quick kind of view today, like quick Google searches of, of again, like I said, the, the, the cinematics, what's involved and the going right for voice actors on average. And that can go up to hundreds of dollars for, I'm sure Jennifer Hale might be, you know, higher up on that level, but she also has, like Todd said, the, she, she's, she's credited with the most voice as 471 credits starting in 1988. And again, for 24 credits for uh, Helena Taylor ni- since 1992. So they even started around the same time. 
um, within a couple of years. So that's, I, I have some sympathy from a, a purely like F capitalism kind of way, you know, like, but like at the same time, I'm like, how give us a time. She never says a time. And she quickly brings up like nurses and other people who are not making enough. And it's like, cool. What's that have to do with this? Um, yeah. I mean, she's bringing up some weird arguments it's, that don't have any relevance. Yeah. I mean, full, full disclosure, you guys are paying me two grand for this appearance on the podcast. I just well, want to get that right yeah. out of the way. Uh, secondly, <laughs> Adam, 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 uh, we tried to replace you with another one <laughs> with another podcast guests and they highballed us. So sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, did I, did I, there's no renegotiation. Sorry. We'll talk about that offline. Okay. okay, okay. Um, okay yeah. secondly, I just, okay. I don't know anything about this industry. I don't know. I don't know anything about this franchise quite frankly, but as, a human, I just find it really weird when people go to social media to air grievances to a mass of people who don't, like you said, have any context yeah. or the right set of facts and information to properly assess this situation and ask them to go to bat for you. I'm not saying she's in the wrong. I'm just saying that that is immediately kind of like a red flag for me of like, why what what do you want me to do about it you know it's like i she very well may be wronged she very well may be 100% get, getting screwed over i just as as just a consumer of of the internet find it really strange when somebody goes um to the internet to try to get some sort of justice like what what do you expect to gain from that even if everybody does go and boycott the game like there's no win for you there no yeah she's not working in another game it's right. too just late to bring her one. back the game is coming out yeah. in two weeks yeah. it just seems odd it seems like it seems yeah. i mean i hate i hate talking about stuff like this that i don't have any mm. real footing on but it just uh, seems like yeah. a grievance to me that it, it just kind of makes me feel icky being in the periphery of and reading this kind of stuff without the right kind of information. I, I do feel like if anything though, this brings to light a wage, what someone was offered, which I think is a good start to yeah. say, okay, maybe we need to rethink this because if you think about like TV, the more seasons you do, the higher the rate is because they're bringing you back. It's an established thing. You gain that. She is the iconic voice of this franchise. This isn't like doing a couple bit characters. This is, that's her voice that she's established. Yeah. She has a big fan base. There's merchandise and stuff. And the fact that, you know, like you said, Mark, her voice isn't voiced. No, 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 but it's, it's an image of, voice? but it's an image of a character. It's like you said, Charles she's Martinet. Like, that's who we associate the character. And I like these she's games. So I, I, I associate it. A great job. But 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 I, I do feel like this. You can say how many hours work. I'm like I don't know. And with the fact that we're putting hours into art, I mean, Adam, you're an artist. You put a price on your talent and things like that, because you're saying I'm the only one that can do the thing you want for a price. I don't know if you benchmark other artists to say this is a fair rate. Um, obviously, you're paying for a craft versus just I'm sitting and flipping burgers. I mean, so there's an element to that as well. So I'm just trying to figure. It. Plus, this is Nintendo. This is the third biggest publisher, probably in video games, and. Ultimately, I know Nintendo has a uh, history of being very cheap, and Nintendo essentially approved the budget that Platinum made this game on. So the question becomes, did they cheap out on the voice talent bucket because they wanted to put more talent in? This game, the last one came out in 2014. I'm assuming Platinum, and they've got a spotty record of games that do well and do bad. 
Um, maybe they were just like, oh, crap, we're running out of budget. We don't want to go back to Nintendo because that makes us bad in their eyes. So I don't know. All these things kind of play into it. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like loyalty, things like that. Four grand in the big picture of the voice of your main character seems like a pittance. Four grand. And they've I'm made not, $450 million. I, I just feel like it, it's just weird yeah. to say $4,000 doing something artistic. You know, we want to praise people to be in the arts and things like that and say, eh, you work $30 an hour. I'm like, I know people that do less interesting things and get paid a hell of a lot more. Hundreds, $200. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. Yeah. that's And that's what I meant when I said like, I'm not saying that it's right that voice actors get paid this on average, but if that's the average, like here's a starting point for someone to go on. And again, um, you know, you, you mentioned other voice actors and, and as seasons go on, they, they rene- renegotiate and Futurama comes up. Oh yeah. John DiMaggio. Yeah. Yeah. So leaving, uh, you know, leaving the show, going into further negotiations. Eventually he won out because the rest of the cast was behind him. There was a whole bunch of stuff. He didn't, but apparently he got paid the same. He didn't actually get a raise. He just got brought, he came right, back. Right. Yeah. They came to some sort yeah. of agreement at least. And that was all done. You know, it was very public that he wasn't coming back. I'm sure there was a groundswell. And, and I think this could have been handled in a better way of like, hey, you know, like w- without her saying boycott the game, I think that was just the, the, the nail in the coffin and, and done way too yeah. late because the game's coming out. Like if this was done a couple of years ago when they were recording the voice or whenever they recorded the voice stuff for this, um, you know, if it was done a little while ago and they said, and she said like, you know, I might be replaced on this game. I can't really accept the offer that they're, they're putting at me. You know, is there some groundswell to kind of get me back or something like that? Like, sadly, I'm not going to be the voice again, but thanks for the years kind of thing. Like we could have gotten behind her then. Like you said, now there's no win. Like, what does she want from this? Just to boycott the game. And then what she never works again. I don't like, I don't know what the outcome for this is. Uh, I did put it out on discord. Like I said, uh, Peter uh, from, from code 47 said, Jennifer Hale is great who is the, the new voice actor, but I always find it weird to recast a, a well-known voice actor um, for a well-known character after several installments, specifically with another very good, but distinctive voice. I'm not super familiar with the reasons why all of this is going down. He thinks it's payment disagreements. And yeah, we just kind of explained all that. Um, and he kind of backed us up a little bit later. I kind of explained what was going on. He said like, if it's ego, fine, let her go. <laughs> You know, I still don't like they're doing that, but, uh, you know, you can't always hang on to the original cast if they start being a pain. And again, the capitalism part of this sucks, but like if Nintendo can say justify for whatever reason, they're a company, they're not here to make everyone rich. They're here to make their stockholders rich and their sales. And that's what companies are. They all suck in various levels freaking deal with it. I don't know. Like, that's just what we have to do. I don't complain because the CEO of Ford or the dude that owns the dealership that I work at is rich. Like I just go to work and I do my shit and they pay me pretty well. And I don't complain that much. And sometimes I do complain and they give me more money. It's great. Uh, but like, you know, if they don't, maybe I can look for another job. That's just how the world works. It sucks, but that's where we are. Um, so that's that's kind of what we got back, uh, and then you know, famous Seamus, who who brought this up in in our Discord in the first place, uh, did post that Jennifer Hale thing, and uh, if he said, if you want my feeling on the situation, this may be that Platinum Game gave Helena a low offer so that she would refuse it, and they could mm-hmm. get Jennifer Hale. 
he's going into some conspiracy theory kind of stuff. I don't know if Seamus is going deep. Uh, This unfortunately seems to be a trend of companies treating voice actors like trash with Crunchyroll replacing the main voice actors of mob psycho uh, when he wanted to have a meeting between them and uh, SAG Aftra. Yeah. SAG. uh, Some of the actors, uh, some of the voice actors from Jude, Jujutsu Kaisen. Zero? Yep, there you go. Uh, The sixth highest grossing anime movie. They were only paid $150 for acting in the movie. Jesus, that one's Oh my God. Come on. (laughs) Uh, So again, $150 for a a movie, $4,000 for movies are two hours long, $4,000 for two and a half hours. I'll do it for 40 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. We all want to be voice actors. You know, I I could have been Mario. They didn't ask me. Uh, Unless he, I wonder how much Chris Pratt's getting paid. Let's, let's, let's figure this out. It's a two hour movie. His rate at least getting 10 grand, right? I would say, yeah, at least (laughs) least. 10, at least 10, at least 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he has to provide his own pizzas. That's, that's true. Um, Pizzas for on Fridays. The funny part is, though, to all of this, I imagine she's probably this is her only way to actually have a voice because essentially she's a nobody. And that's the only thing. What else is she going to do? She's going to say, well, I can at least we are speaking her name and we weren't before. So if anything, somebody might be like, hey, we want to hire you because we've seen what you can do. We want to get you. This is, you know, no you know, no bad, you know, what is it? Uh, bad publicity is good publicity. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I messed it up. All press but is good press. Exactly. So in this case, okay. at least it's getting the discussion. We talk about unions and things for work. These are all good discussions about what is someone worth. And mm-hmm. as of right now, when it's in the, in the weeds and we've got like to, to even find things out, it's been very hard. So especially if people want to be in voice acting to understand what they could look forward to, because yeah, I'm assuming a lot of stuff isn't out there. So if you want to be a voice actor and say, yeah, you may get three jobs a year and you get $4,000. Like that's not a livable wage, $12,000 for a year. And it's what I want to do. I'll be waiting a lot of tables until I get my next mm-hmm. lead. Like actors, most actors are working actors. They, they get a couple roles maybe. And you know, not everybody can be cool. Like I see, or, you know, uh, what is it? Kevin, Kevin Hart that's in everything and taking all the roles like the rock. So yeah, it's, it's a crazy world. So, um, yeah, let so us when know. I, like when, when I talked to Charmi Lee a couple of weeks ago at Capricorn, uh, she's, she's in everything as well. She's done a ton of anime. She's done video games. Um, and, and she basically talked about her days of working, but it's always like, it seemed like it was always different projects. Like she'll work on, let's say a game or a movie for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or something like that and record whatever, 400 lines of dialogue or whatever. But it's a lot of like, uh, of like kind of read the line, memorize the line, give the line. Uh, okay, move on to the next one. Like it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. It's very, it seemed very quick when she was talking about it. And again, I, I've talked to very few voice actors, but she's at least one of the most prominent ones that I've, and I've had the pleasure of speaking to her a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, so like it just, again, it, it seems like there's, there's different ways to go about this. And I'm sure like she could have probably, and she did say like some of the days are really hard and really long and she pulls like 18 hour days and it kills her voice. And that's her paid check. So like, you can't do that, uh, sustainably, and she's probably taking that many jobs because the pay for some of these jobs sucks, but like there's probably different ways to go about and maybe 
leading the church to make a union or doing something that again brings us back to the what's the end goal and the end goal of of this rant seems to just be don't buy the game and keep on living our lives with no result instead of here's the steps that we can take to make positive change in the industry or in games or in my life or this or that or whatever. Like there's no, there's no positive to this. It's just like make them lose. Cause I lost. And it, that's the part I think that take away the rest of the stuff. Just kind of like bummed me out about this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely something that it's, it's hard to take aside because we don't know the full story. Um, and I am excited for the game. I feel bad for the actress because it sounds like she's not successful and you know, she's only had so many roles and this may help her get other roles, but it may not it may blackball her. And you know, that could yeah. be a, a, that could be a repercussion of her actions. I wish her all the best, but I, yeah, as far as the, the boycotting the game goes, I, I don't think I'm, I'm really on board with that one. Yeah. Sadly, I don't judge anyone that is, if that speaks to you, and, you know, you're like Seamus, when he shared this, it was, he seemed very upset and it was, you know, like F platinum and, and, you know, screw them and whatever. And, and that's, if that's your reaction to this, awesome. That is great. Support that speak actress with your and, wallet. Support and, and speak with your wallet. And, and that's cool. There's not enough evidence. And if they come back out the day the game's released, if they come out, 10 seconds before I plan on purchasing this game and they say this was $4,000 for three months work. Screw it. I'm not pressing buy, but you know, until that they got, there's something has to, they have to prove something for this, for me to make action. No, it's not a bad thing. Visibility and wages. I've always felt that's a good thing to know how people are getting paid within a company because that takes away a lot of the discussions of what's fair, what's not, uh, you know, equity within race, gender, sexuality, and people who do the same job should get paid the same amount regardless of where they come from. Um, obviously, voice talent, talent, name, all those other things pay into it. Obviously, her big name actor, Chris Pratt, is obviously getting more than $4,000. Like I said, he's getting $10,000. So At least. Um, well well deserved for Hollis's time served uh, fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's not a scene of him going like this to two uh, Holding out the hand, yes. Years. I saw that post for the most recent one. Like, everybody just puts their hand out. That's that's the, 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 the official way of stopping dinosaurs. So, yeah. Be prepared. Uh, so now we're going to move on for something a little lighter. Um, well, it could be harder. It could be darker. Actually, it's probably a little darker. <laughs> we're going to the bonus round, and let's make a game, gentlemen. So this, because we're in spooky season, you can tell by my background, Jason is trying to kill me. He did not succeed. You, he whiffed it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. he whiffed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jason, try again. Uh, by the way, that game is one of the worst games of all time on the NES. Uh, Look at those horrible game. DJs he's got. Exactly. And you can get that action figure in that like, but horrible game. Just to make sense. Little kids are trying to throw like rocks at Jason. That's not how you kill Jason, guys. That's not how you do it. But we're making a game. And this is going to be the twist on this is we've got to turn a family friendly franchise into a horror game. Each of us will have to select a game, the developer, and then tell us the plot. So let's go there. So Adam, I don't know if you're ready. But Mark is definitely, he did his homework. So if you did both of your homework, I will be making up on the fly because in life, uh, procrastination 
always delivers the best result. So of course. So Adam, mm-hmm. please give us your thesis. When I was a youngin, there was a game on the Commodore 64. Woohoo! I had a 128 called The Detective. And this game was a murder mystery where you were a t- t- a, you were a detective. Blah, 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 blah. That, that drink was great, by the way. You were a detective <laughs> uh, in this mansion where there was like a house party and you were trying to solve a murder. And as the game progressed, more and more residents and attendees of this party would be killed along the way. There's like one chick who had a piano dropped on her. Somebody was stabbed in the bathroom. It was all scripted, but like you were trying to find the clues before the killer found you and you were the only one left and then you got off. Take that premise. Inject it straight into Animal Crossing. (laughs) Where you are the villager. Each round, the village is randomly uh, generated with different... Different islanders, but amongst these animals is a serial killer. Like among us? Holy shit, I love this. And as you are roaming this village, trying to interview the animals and Mm. gather clues, oh crap, somebody drowned Brewster in (laughs) the village fountain. And you have to collect clues as one by one. These fucking animals just get offed in grotesque, <laughs> in grotesque ways. I want this to be a thing. And so bad. Instead of your little Nookway phone app, like you, you've got a detective journal where you're collecting all your clues. And instead of digging up fossils, oh my God, I just dug up Tortimer. <laughs> <laughs> And he has been shopped into 15 different pieces. Who could have done this? It is the Animal Animal Crossing Crossing murder mystery that everybody has been waiting for. And I would give it all of my money to have that game. So, Adam, who's developing this game? Are you just giving it back to uh, the developers of Animal Crossing? I think Nintendo can do it. I think if they they really just buck tradition – and 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 forget the fact that they are a family-friendly company. I think deep down in their heart, they can get this done. Yes. And then put it on Switch Online Plus just to make people... Exactly. You know. yeah. <laughs> it's just part of the expansion pack. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that. There's getting nice. murdered by a dinosaur skeleton. Oh, man, God. that's not that's not uh, that's not goose milk coffee or whatever the hell it is. It's turpentine. <laughs> oh no! You'll never suspect one, uh, one of those Animal Crossing characters. I don't know their names. Sorry. <laughs> and, I, and I think I think with this game, like everybody's gonna. Oh, it's Tom Nook. It's Tom Nook. He's such a heartless bastard. I think you play as Tom Nook. Oh. I think I think I think you just kind of. Yeah. He's the greedy detective, right? He's like, he's been divorced for 20 years and (laughs) he drinks too much. Drinking problem. Exactly. He's on his own. Timmy Timmy and Tommy haven't spoken to him in years. It's a spare job is outside of being a a slum landlord. Yeah. Yeah. Once the convenience store closes, the mystery begins. 
blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and they all talk like <laughs> Imagine, Imagine their death gargle. <laughs> it's all it's all oh things that are just meant to be love mm-hmm. it yeah thank you I, adam i want this to be a real thing You're so bad <laughs> even more than mine uh and let's go there mark yeah. okay so mine i we, well we kind of we kind of gave it away earlier but i'm going with pokemon ghosts which is a pokemon arceus style spin-off about the early days of Pokemon training. People are just figuring out that they can work with Pokemon, but Pokemon are still pretty effing wild right now. Uh, so the Pokedex is terrifying anyway. I know you guys aren't huge Pokemon guys, but like Pokemon entries in the Pokemon, the, the Pokedex. Uh, let me read one from you right now. So this is from a Pokemon called Banette. Uh, it's a stuffed toy that was thrown away and became possessed, ever searching for the one who threw it away so it can enact its revenge. What? <sighs> yeah. Gotta catch them all? This is written inside the, the animal entry when you catch this Pokemon. This is what it tells you about this Pokemon. Uh, there's another one called Beware. Giant looks like a teddy bear. Beautiful cuddly looking Pokemon. This Pokemon has the habit of hugging its companions. Many trainers have left this world after their spines were squished. Oh, what? It's hug. What? Bear hug? Written oh. in the effing game. Um, all right, let's uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Drifloon, one of my favorites because of this is just terrifying. Just terrifying. And it looks like a balloon. This is a ghost type Pokemon that looks like a goddamn balloon. Stories go that it grabs the hands of small children and drags them away to the afterlife. No. It dislikes heavy children. It dislikes <laughs> heavy children. <laughs> this is like it, right? Or, or yeah, it with the, yeah. the, the clown. Skull. Yeah. Yeah. Looks kind of, this is a creepy looking Pokemon, kind yeah. of like a ghost with a uh. skull still on it. It loves the crying of children. It startles <laughs> bad kids by passing through walls and making them cry. Oh my God. Oh, Mark, uh, you could have crossed this over like Pokemon Snap. So it's like that one weird, creepy Nintendo game oh, with the, like the Fatal Frame. Like Fatal Frame. But you're snapping Pokemon who are like going to kill you. Another one of my favorites. So this is the last one I'll read. Uh, this is for Gengar, one of the first original Pokemon that you see ever in red and blue. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill? It is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. What? This Man. is written in a goddamn kids game. Who wrote this? Stephen King? Was he bored? <laughs> We've hired Stephen King to write the lore for Pokemon. So, so here's my question. If all of this is already in Pokemon canon, how the hell do you make this darker? <laughs> you get the things to actually go after you. Oh, this games, is fine. Just, Perfectly games. fine. Nothing to see here. Like in the games, you just, you find, you go in the tall grass or in a building or whatever, and the Pokemon comes up and you throw your fire turtle at it and it goes boop, boop, boop. And you then capture it in a ball after you throw a ball at its face. Fine. You never have a Gengar coming through a wall and just like yeeting the life straight out of you. Like I want that to happen. So like at any given point, you can be running around this as a 10 year old unparented child tasked with running out like all Pokemon's give games give you but a Drifloon can just come at any point and start chasing you, trying to drag you to the afterlife or a bee. Unless you're a fat child. 
<laughs> exactly. So you got to chunk up before you go into the, the, the uh, loom territory. So weird. Or a beware it. can just come out of the woods and just be like hugs, and you got to tear ass and get away from this beware. Um, so I think the perfect developer for this would still, of course, be the Pokemon Company, but I think they need to need to team up with Scott Cawthon, who did Five Nights at Freddy's, ah, and just nice. add that little bit of like. Okay, I'm going to look for Pokemon, but at the same time, a Pokemon could You'll be looking look for, for you, and I need to get the hell out of here. And they're going to collect them all, meaning you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, collect them all before they collect you. So this is my, oh my Pokemon God. game of like actual survival horror slash Pokemon. And it's, uh, yeah, I think Mark, we need that. Don't forget the name of the developer that makes most Pokemon is Game Freak. So they're freaks. Right. <laughs> yes. There you go. Absolute freaks. Man, so, like, like, I, I encourage anyone listening, if you haven't played Pokemon or you haven't like read some of these entries, like some just just search disturbing Pokedex entry. And like it's not all ghost type. Like some of them are just like beware is just a normal Pokemon. And like, but like a lot of the ghost ones are incredibly creepy, but like <clears throat> others just like, you know, this thing kills every other fish in the sea for fun or like this thing you know it's just like it they're just crazy every single one of them are crazy. can't wait to read magic carps <laughs> that one i think actually says it's useless so oh, don't okay. worry about oh darn you ruined it mark now i'll have to reiterate and it's the uh the, the 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 entry on wikipedia for magic carp i'll make it darker but that's, and that's see the fun thing about going back in time like they did with arceus is they could be like some new pokemon or some pokemon that are kind of docile now that are like batshit crazy back then you know like a pikachu's kind of cute and cuddling and rubs its little electric cheeks right now but like before it was domesticated dial it back yeah you know dial it back a thousand years ago or something you get these kind of like rough and tumble pikachu that are like wearing your skull as a face and it's like cubone part two with electric powers let's go so adam Cubone's another adam mark and will take us to deep place dark deep places yeah. when it comes i to like Pokemon, it apparently i'll be back next yeah. week Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get your son ready for his uh, son. Just want to tell you about this Pokemon you're going to capture. Yeah. No nightmares, please. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, the first Pokemon you see in uh, in Detective Pikachu, Cubone. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. That's wearing its mother's skull as a hat. Perfectly rational behavior. Yep. Yep. Watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> God, yes. what's your name? So, you know, I guess we're doing like Pokemon theme here. Or not Pokemon, but a uh, Nintendo theme. Uh, I'm picking Kirby, uh, but I'm it's it's it's. Think of the the movie The Thing, where the alien creature absorbs someone and pretends to be them, and King DDD has basically found out that Kirby has gone has got rabies. Essentially, absorbed a zombie. And now has become a lethal killer that is now infecting everyone across the world. But we can't figure out who it is. This is essentially a game where we have to determine how we're going to bring Kirby in. We may have to kill him. I don't know. I don't know what King DD is going to do, but he's got to track Kirby, figure out how to get him uh, trapped, and then dispose of the little guy. I don't know if Kirby can really be disposed of. We don't even know what Kirby really is. Apparently, he's like a like an elder demon because he always <laughs> takes on these people. So it's kind of taking what you think of the little, little pink blob and realizing that he is essentially the most vile 
evil creature of all the Nintendo universe. Uh, he, he's always the last man standing. Think about that. Smash, who was left alone? Kirby. So Kirby, with rabies, going in, taking over other elements. It's almost like Among Us. So I would say that would be the, the premise, is Among Us, Kirby, we have to figure out who is the ultimate villain, and I'm giving this game to the developer of Among Us, because Nintendo does partner with... Uh, you know, indies at times, like, you know, Crypt the Necrodancer with Link. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to basically say Kirby uh, with rabies has to be taken down among us. Yeah, if if Kirby, with all of his his power, he's such a cute little character, but if he if you just pushed him just a little bit over the edge, like Kirby's just teetering, you just push him a little bit over the edge, he is an unstoppable killing machine. <laughs> He ate a nope. car in the last game. No one that he ate a car every single game. He kicks the shit out of a tree. Exactly. What's the tree do? They can't go anywhere. Like Kirby, every single game, he's just going to like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you tree. Like, I understand he's like, hey, there's a giant Pokeball or there's a giant porcupine or a penguin or something like terrorizing the city. But like once a game, he just goes and kicks the ever living shit out of a tree. I think like, Kirby is really a commentary on the darkness of man. If you really analyze it in the right lens, yeah. yeah. Have anybody really looked into the, the gaping hole of Kirby? Oh, that it's doesn't madness. sound right. It's that madness. Does not sound right. <laughs> the goat sea of Kirby. It's madness. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think it's a good time to say, folks, let us know your take. <laughs> On the dark side of gaming, as we've taken it this episode, I hope you enjoyed the ride. It was a blast. We had fun, and we were very happy to have Adam Leonard back. Adam, tell people where they can find you. First of all, I'm not going to be able to get the phrase, the gaping hole of Kirby, (laughs) out of my (laughs) mind probably for the next week and a half. Because I don't think what I'm thinking of is what you were thinking of when you said it. But anyway, you can find me on Twitter at the art of Adam L or you can follow the mega dads at the mega dads. Um, we've been going almost nine years now. We just hit episode 100. It took us. Yes, it took us that long, even though you guys did it in like three weeks. Um, <laughs> congratulations to you. Uh, if you want to check out everything that we do, we're at megadads.org is the website. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. It's been, it's been a blast. I've, I've loved this, this year, these last few months, I've been reconnecting with folks that I haven't talked with in a long time to just kind of say, thank you for being a part of my journey. Um, you guys, you guys have obviously been a big part of that over the years. It, you know, Time goes by so fast. Like you said at the beginning of the episode, Todd, like it's been several years since we've done this. It's just like in the blink of an eye. So I encourage folks to really think about those people who have been a part of your path, who have been a part of your journey. Reach out, reconnect. It feels great. Uh, I was very, um, very, very pleased to be part of this episode, guys, as you approach your episode 100. Oh, Thank you, Adam. So and I know you're going to be doing a lot of fundraising for Extra Life. You're dressing up as mm-hmm. the God of War, Dad God of War. <laughs> yes. Appreciate it. So definitely, folks, if you want to uh, support folks who are raising money for kids, check out Adam and all the things that the Mega Dads are doing over there. They do some great work. All right. Mark, tell people where they can find you. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Twitter, 
Twitch, Instagram, uh, TikTok at the underscore Canardian or hanging out in the Secret Friends Unite Discord, which you should definitely join, be a part of, and uh, jump in on the conversations there. You can follow me at Tioxtra, really heavily involved in fantasy football. It's really not good for my mental health, but, you know, I do it anyways. Um, if the Vikings don't win, hopefully my fantasy team does because my Michigan State Spartans are not doing well right now. So I'm kind of in a uh, mix of insanity. I am looking to, forward to so many games. I hope to share some of those games I'll be playing with the world on Twitter um, and just having a good time enjoying the world of spooky time right now. Love it. Pumpkin spice, cider, scary movies. Uh, and with that... Thank you all for joining us on this journey. And I'll always say it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.